Welcome to the Hub Crawl, a roundtable podcast discussing all things Disney. I'm Eric. And I'm Tig. Each episode, we invite two guests to bring a question and talk about one of our favorite things, Disney. This week, we want to welcome Chris to the show. He is the host of the Jiminy Crickets podcast and Dateline Jiminy Crickets, creator of the website DisneyChris.com, a lifelong Disney fan and a Disney historian. I'm sure most people who are listening to this show have heard of Disney Chris or heard him on on various podcasts around. I've, I've been listening to Chris for years, so it's great to finally meet him. Welcome, Chris. Thank you. It's nice to be here. Also joining us this week is somebody who is no stranger to the Hub Crawl, and that is the <laughs> well, one of the hosts of the Sweep Spot podcast and former custodial cast member from Disneyland. Of course, welcome our friend Lynn to the show. Thank Thank you. Thanks for having me again. This is what my third time now. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. All right. <laughs> yeah. Times so, a charm. <laughs> yeah. Let's hope so. Anyway, thank you all for joining us. Well, let's start off our first question this week. Which, by the way, all of these questions this week were brutal for me. Just so oh, you know. Man. <laughs> um, let's start off with our first question from Eric. All right. We know uh, some of the biggest inspirations for Disneyland have come from not just the animated movies of Disney, but uh, from the live-action movies. Adventureland and Frontierland were designed to represent some of the live-action content, the True Life Adventure series, Davy Crockett, and all of the other Western-themed movies out there, Adventures of Bullwhip Griffin and all of that. But what Mm. other live-action movies would you turn into a land or an attraction in the Disney parks? It can be anything i i i love all the the answers i see in front of us so let's let's start it off chris okay well in lieu of the i don't know if it's been canceled postponed put on the back shelf who knows (laughs) but the mary poppins attraction announced for epcot who knows if that's ever going to happen so in lieu of that i'm proposing a cherry tree lane a.k.a. a Mary Poppins land with multiple attractions. I know that that clip art that leaked recently, not clip art that uh, I can't think of the name. Concept art? Concept art. I don't <laughs> I've had a long day, but um, <laughs> it looked like a, some sort of a teacup ride indoors, which everyone seemed to be disappointed. It wasn't a dark ride. So I would have more than one attraction so that it could have a dark ride and have some flat rides. Like it could have a Mary Poppins carousel plus a dark ride, maybe even a teacup ride where you, the teacups are on the ceiling, like in the, I love to laugh scene with Ed Wynn. Um, you know, just a bunch of different, different things related to the film. It's a, it's just incredible that Disney has never done an attraction. To this day, on one of their biggest movies of all time, uh, it's it's sort of inconceivable to me why that's never happened. But that is and, crazy. It seems very odd. You know, Mary Poppins would be definitely something that I I agree with Chris. I think it's a great. I was very excited when they announced the Epcot thing, but we'll mm-hmm. see. Maybe maybe it worked out for the best. Maybe the next iteration will be a bigger budget thing that they end up doing a little uh-huh. bit better, more along the lines of what you want now. I have to say uh, I'm such a disappointment to a lot of fans because I'm primarily a (laughs) Disney parks enthusiast. I've Uh not really – when it comes to movies, I have Uh not seen tons of movies, tons of Disney movies. Uh And so this week was hard for me. I feel like all the good ones have been done. Of course, you had like Third Man on the Mountain for the Matterhorn. You had, you know, all different types of pirate-themed things. Of course, there was Uh also the Swiss Family Robinson and stuff like Uh that. Those Uh have all been done. So – 
I don't know. I I I guess I don't know. I'm gonna and because so I told this to James and James said Moana and I said James, it has to be a live action classic movie. Well, they're gonna make Moana into a live action movie and it's a classic. Uh. And I'm like, that's not that's not what he's saying. <laughs> um, so. I don't know, man. I think I'll just ride Chris's coattails with the Mary Poppins land because I would like to see that myself. What about you, Lynn? I put down Nightmare Before Christmas land, and I know that the Haunted Mansion, you know, does that once a year for it seems like half the year. Um, (laughs) But I think because it's so popular that they should do something permanent, you know, long term. Uh I don't know. It's one of my favorite movies. I have no idea what kind of attractions or anything would be in there. I think they could they could put a show in there, like like a short musical would be cool. There's a lot of great music in that movie. So an oogie boogie roller coaster. Ooh, there you go. <laughs> yeah, Disney needs to like, hire Chris. I think in the in the dark. <laughs> so like they could have you know how in the movie it's all like black light lit uh-huh. during his scene, so they could have that during the roller coaster. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Character meet and greets. I mean, there's mm-hmm. so much they could do. It's such a popular movie. And then they would yeah. they could have the regular haunted mansion all year. There you yeah. go. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I still am shocked that Nightmare Before Christmas is only like 68 minutes long. I it always uh-huh. feels like a regular length movie, but it's really kind of short t- run time. Yeah. yeah, that's that's true. They pack a lot in there. All right. Well, when when I thought of this question, I immediately realized uh, that, yeah, I was in over my head too, Tag. But <laughs> I have seen a lot of the the live action movies, and I I, I kind of latched onto Escape to Witch Mountain early on, which was which was a good one. Um, it's one of my wife's favorites from when she was a kid, and kind of realized it's it's difficult to put this in somewhere, but. Uh, the movie is about these two kids. They they find these two kids who have uh, psychokinetic powers, and they they're very mysterious. And it turns out that they are extraterrestrials, and they're trying to get back to this particular mountain where they can go onto their UFO and go back home. And uh, mm-hmm. why not do a some sort of next gen dark ride? maybe in Tomorrowland or something. And it starts out like a dark ride, taking you through some of the events of the movie. Uh, it wouldn't be completely a book report because the movie suggests that there are other aliens on the planet that will also be going to the mountain to go back home. And yeah, you get to the end and it launches you straight up in the air into the spaceship. So there's a little thrill element in there as well. It's kind of what I, like I was it. thinking. I like it. I, you know what's funny? I forgot that Escape to Witch Mountain was a Disney movie because I remember watching that as a kid and I liked that one. And then there was also, okay. wasn't there like Return to Witch Mountain or something like that? There was Return yeah, to Witch Mountain sequel. with Christopher Lee, right? And Betty Davis. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then there was the, the villains. And then there was the remake with The Rock. Right. Uh, we don't we don't mention that one. <laughs> <laughs> that one sits memorable. on that one sits on the shelf of doesn't exists along with Indiana Jones yeah. four, right? <laughs> and the soon well, you already brought it up, but I have a feeling the live action Moana may end up on that list mm. too. But we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> we'll I'm see. not. I'm not holding my breath for a classic on that one. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I think that wraps up our first question. Chris, um, give us your question for this this week. Well, unlike our 
other host. I am a Disney movie enthusiast. I'm sort of 50-50 on the parks and the the films. So, and I'm a little older than you guys, so I, you know, grew up with the classics, the pre-Renaissance Disney. So, I thought it would be fun to hear your, your guys' favorite live-action comedy from the Walt Disney era, which would be 1966 or earlier. Well, again, I pulled up a list of Disney live-action movies, and I looked for <laughs> all of the comedies before 1966, and the only one that I even have a vague recollection of knowing anything about is The Parent Trap. So I am going to say The Parent Trap. And I do remember <laughs> seeing the remake with Lindsay Lohan, but I think that it was way more spectacular originally because mm -hmm. all of the camera tricks and stuff that they had to do and everything was way cooler yeah. back then. Than... It was more innovative at the time. Yes, definitely. Mm -hmm. And, and mm -hmm. that's what made it so cool, right, was that it was done. Yeah. But, uh, I also saw – there was another one that I saw there. Maybe it was – was it – I just remember for some reason, I think it was the Disneyland 10th anniversary special maybe – that Annette Funicello came out and sung something from The Monkey's Uncle, I think. And so I was thinking of that <laughs> show, too. But I've never seen it. All oh. I know is the one song. So, Lynn, okay. maybe you know the movies better than I do. Is there? Is there what's your choice of uh, live-action comedy? I think I know them less than you do. <laughs> oh! <laughs> I don't know. I, I'm about Chris's age, but I still don't know a lot of these movies. I actually had... So when I saw the question, I went, oh, no. So I had to look on... <laughs> online and see what movies were were there and i was trying to find one and there was one that stuck out that i did see maybe about 10 years ago see ugly dotson and oh. i got that one because we have weenie dogs uh -huh. <laughs> and uh yeah and i thought it was good it was a good movie i don't remember a whole lot about it i saw it one time like i said it was like 10 or 15 years ago when i watched it but it's yeah, about yeah. a bull mastiff that uh, yeah. He's confused because all of his the other dogs in the house are dachshunds, so he thinks <laughs> right. he's a dachshund too. That's why it's called the ugly dachshund. That's right, and they get the, they get him in trouble too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I remember They're troublemakers. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm adding this. I, I'm looking at the description right now on Disney Plus. I'm adding this to my watch list because Dean this, Jones and Suzanne Plachet. Yeah, yeah. This mm -hmm. sounds sounds like it'd be. It'd be fun. It's a good one. It's a great one. I don't like Suzanne. I love Suzanne Plachette in most things, but in this particular one, I wasn't a fan of her character, mm -hmm. just the way it was written, not the way she acted. Well, it is the way she acted, but she acted the way it was <laughs> written. And she's kind of mean. I don't like the way she treats poor Dean Jones. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Eric, what do yeah. you have? Well, we watched a lot of these movies when we were kids, and it was it was like the the trip down to the the video store, either uh -huh. at our house or at my grandparents' house. I remember we'd we'd get to rent a lot of movies, uh -huh. and my first thought was the ones that we rented the most were the Apple Dumpling Gang and Happiest Millionaire, but they're too late. Uh -huh. um, I That's had to true. look up the dates. Well, yeah, Happiest Millionaire is one year too late, yeah. but it does sort of count because Walt Disney was alive. During all the production of it, mm. it finished filming before he died. So 
You oh, could okay. pick that. Well, that was it, that was more my sister's favorite. Um, okay. It, it, we watched it a lot, and I do remember it pretty well. Um, uh, and that's why I love hearing uh, Fortuosity on Main Street. But one when I looked at the list, I immediately latched onto one of our absolute favorites, which was the Absent-Minded Professor. Oh. Um, such a great movie. We didn't like the. We didn't really watch the sequel nearly as much, <laughs> Son of Flubber. But we watched Absent-Minded Professor all the time i it, it was so so great i yeah i i want to pull it out and watch it again soon because it's been probably 10 years since i watched it yeah well mine is related to tages because it stars the same person which oh. is Haley mills she was the twins in the parent trap and she is also the lead protagonist in that darn cat if you don't count the cat um <laughs> But it's a movie about a cat that uh, the FBI is following because there's a kidnapped victim that put her watch around his neck and scratched help me on the back of the watch. So now the FBI is following the cat during his nightly rounds to see if he goes back to the where the kidnapped victim is and uh, comedy ensues. (laughs) It's a really funny one. It's actually Dean Jones' first Disney appearance and Haley Mills' final Disney appearance. So it's sort of a milestone, the ending of an era and the beginning of a new era. And also, um, I have to say that my second favorite, and it was sort of like I was trying to debate which I would pick, but my second would be The Absent-Minded Professor, for sure. And I love Son of Flubber. I find that movie hysterical. I should watch that one again, too. I Yeah, I don't know that we didn't like it. We just never rented it as much as the original. Paul, you know who Paul Lind was? He, oh, yeah. He, he plays a sportscaster during this crazy football game where they inject a football player with flubber gas. And he, oh, he's okay. this big ball and he can fly around. <laughs> and Paul Freeze is like trying to give play-by-play on this incredible event happening on the football field. Uh, it's really funny. Okay, that that's familiar now. Okay, yeah, we must yeah. have watched it a few times at least. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I've added everybody's <laughs> picks to my watch list on Disney Plus, so I will be able to be educated Good. in a future. I think all of these are on Disney Plus that they we are. mentioned. Yes. Yep. So anybody who's listening, Disney Plus, you can go add these and watch them if you haven't yes. before. <laughs> Well, that's two questions down, which means we've reached our halfway point. If you like what you're listening to and want to have a bonus question every single episode, you can go on over to the hubcrawl.com slash support. And for as little as $5 a month, you can support the podcast and get that extra bonus question. This week's bonus question that we'll answer in our extended episode for supporters only is what Disney movie show or parks thing did you not get when you were younger, but you love now? So if you want to hear our esteemed panels answers to that question go on over and uh support us over at the hubcrawl.com slash support and we want to thank all of our supporters who currently support us for supporting us we appreciate that so thank you everybody yay supporters <laughs> thank all you right. supporters for supporting us and supporting <laughs> <laughs> perfect yes time to get back to the questions though tag mm-hmm. oh geez okay well <laughs> Again, I ask a question that I don't understand. Like, why did I ask this? What is something (laughs) that you really enjoyed from Disney 
could be anything, movie, theme park, uh-huh. TV show, when you were younger, but you don't enjoy it as much, if at all, anymore. Lynn, what's your take on this? <laughs> I put parades. I don't know. I'm just not a parade person. I, I, I get antsy when it's time to sit down and watch a parade. I'm like, man, I could oh. be doing this or I could be doing yeah, that. Yeah. I don't know. I, and most of the music sometimes, I mean, they're good, but sometimes a little cheesy for me. So I just, I don't know. I'd rather do something else. But even the um, Main Street Electrical Parade when I was a child, I loved that. I have great memories of wow. sitting on Main Street. My mom would get me that fudge that they used to make there mm. in the little tin thing there. I just have wow. great memories of that. And then watching the fireworks after the parade. But uh-huh. um, that was probably in like the seven, late 70s, early 80s when that was happening. But yeah, um, parades for me. Now, have you seen Magic Happens, by the way, Lynn? Have I seen it? Yeah. No. Yeah, I haven't seen it yet either, but I was just curious because people people really enjoy it. Um, I know. But I didn't mean I to cut, cut you out, uh, Chris. What were you saying? Oh, I was just going to say that I have the opposite because when I was a kid, I felt exactly what Lynn feels now. I didn't want to sit and waste my time watching a parade when there was all this other stuff to do. But now I appreciate sitting down on a curb for an hour (laughs) and I enjoy the parades, but I will agree with him that I don't really like a lot of the newer. I love the older stuff, but the newer parade music is a little cheesy. I have to agree with that point. The older parades are, were much better as far as the music I feel. Oh yeah. I really, I have really strong memories of of camping out and watching like uh, Spectra Magic at Walt Disney Mm -hmm. World and and the Main Street Electrical Parade when it was there. You know, that was Mm -hmm. those are those are fantastic. But I'm kind of with Lynn these days. And okay, yeah, it's the waiting around for for something. If I catch it (laughs) at the right time. Yeah. 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 If I'm passing through, yeah, maybe I'll glance at it for about two minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. You know, Eric, Lynn, it- <laughs> the 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 paint the night was yes. that parade for me where every time we were walking by and it was running, we would stop and there was something about the music that I enjoyed. There was something about the floats I enjoyed. And and we we would do that every time we walked by and that was playing, we would stop. The same thing happens with Teresa with the electrical parade, but we'll wait to get to my answer for that. But but it was definitely one of those things where it was like she's like, Oh, the electrical parade, we should stop and watch it. And I'm like, we could could be doing something. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Seeing it. Okay. Yeah. For me, I it, this is tough because I think Lynn's answer was probably more appropriate for me, but I, I had already landed on character breakfasts and oh. Maybe maybe it's just characters in general now that I'm thinking uh. about it. Because <laughs> I, I like it. It's fun to fun to take a picture, but I, I think for me it's it, I always feel a little awkward because I yeah. don't know what to do around a character. I was waiting <laughs> for that word awkward because I relate to that. I don't feel right as an adult being emotional with a character. <laughs> I feel weird about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it's great when when I'm with my nieces and nephews and they're yeah. running up and hugging, like that's that's great. I feel I feel happy. I'm very uh-huh. happy to see it. When I'm when I'm eating breakfast and uh, you know a character walks by, I, I have this strange urge to also pantomime because they can't talk. So uh-huh. I'm also <laughs> like, hey. <laughs> 
You're um, speaking it, their language <laughs> back right. to them. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. I I just don't react like a normal human. And then you like shake their hand or you hug them, and you can feel their their actual hand. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I'm sorry know, to, if we're breaking the magic here. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, well, what, what I was going to say will really break it. But I, <laughs> <laughs> magic spoilers, that, because, magic spoilers, magic spoilers. There we go. Well, well, Chris had also worked. In the park, yeah, so he's seen he's say. seen the characters yeah. when they're off stage, and I I know what those people look like. So I mean, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying. So yes. it's weird to it's hard to imagine that character without thinking of something else. So yeah, anyways, yeah. When I went to Florida for the last time I went to Disney Park 2018, I was by myself, and one of the things you know back then you'd sign up for your um your fast passes like five months ahead or whatever. So one of one of the ones I signed up for was to meet Mickey at the the Town Square Theater, and I walk in, and right in front of me, they let two groups in at a time. In front of me, there's this big family with all these kids, and they're all hugging Mickey, and then I'm standing there, just me, this you know, thirty eight year old man. <laughs> I'm forty eight. I I I aged. I took years off. I'm forty eight year old man standing there. It, you know, I'm like, oh, hi, Mickey. <laughs> I don't know what to do or say. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty great. Well, Chris, tell us now, now that we've all bonded over, over awkward character experiences. Well, uh, what's I have your, to what's say, your take you know, when you're a kid, Dumbo is really exciting. But when you're an adult, waiting in line for two hours to go around in a circle for a minute and a half is not my idea of a good time. <laughs> a minute and a half? What extended I version know, were right? you on? I feel like it's like 30 I, seconds. I must say that I appreciated the way they've changed it in Florida, where they put you inside the little tent that's air-conditioned, and they give you a number, and they call you when it's your turn. Much better experience. And then they have the double... Um, you know, they have the two, so it goes faster. But I remember, you know, back in oh, Disneyland yeah. with the one and standing out. For a long time, they didn't have any shade. They added an awning recently, but for forever, you just stood there and baked in the sun. And so um, when I had an annual pass, I was sort of Ugh. doing the, <laughs> um, the thing where you try to go on every attraction all in one day. I'd go there and do that, you know, back in the 90s. So I would ride Dumbo because that was an att- one of the attractions I had to do. And I remember just not being happy about it. <laughs> <laughs> Same with the rocket jets, any of those type of uh, the spinning carpet, Aladdin spinning carpets, anything like that, where, I mean, there's nothing you can see on the ride that you mm-hmm. can't see when you're not on the ride. Uh, you know, it's just going around in a circle and there's it's not inside where you see things or. Now, I'll tell you, Chris, I agree with you because, you know, like Disney World, right? So you've got the the magic carpets, you got Dumbo. Those are kind of like, you know, they're basically the same attraction. They're just yeah. themed differently. But for me, with uh, and at Disneyland, you've got the Astro yeah. Orbiter, which is also another yeah. one of those. But. Rocket jets, you're up high. It is kind of thrilling. Uh-huh. And that's why I'm so mad that they took the that's Astro Orbiter off of the yeah. platform. Because I'm like, you took this somewhat thrilling ride, something that made it 
uh-huh. different than yeah. Dumbo. And then you basically just put it in the front of yeah, Tomorrowland yeah. and it's basically Dumbo. Yeah. But I'll tell you, I don't like that ride for different reasons. That ride, when it was up high, terrified me. I I, mm. I felt like I was going to fall out. I, I've never liked that one. Never liked that to this day. But that's that's the thrill, right? That's why you would yeah, pick it. Yeah, I mean, I don't like mind roller coasters and things, but for some reason on that one, I, I just thrill, felt yeah. like I wasn't strapped in enough and I could fall out. And I, I wasn't a fan. <laughs> I think this is a tough one. I, I wrote in the notes, this is a tough one. Why did I ask this? <laughs> <laughs> Because what happens is I I sit down and I stare at the document and I think, what's a good question? And then I think of the question and then I go, crap, I don't have an answer for it. Um, (laughs) I I thought for a while. uh, I think that I generally like everything that I liked when I was younger, but I would say maybe the electrical Mm -hmm. parade because it was supposed to glow away forever. But apparently ever forever isn't that long in Disney terms. So, you know, I'm one of those people. I It's great. I'm sure it'll be back again because they just redid the last float uh-huh. of it. Yeah, right. Um, so I'm sure it'll be around four or five more times. Yeah. But I would not be oh, yeah. disappointed if I never, ever, ever saw it again. And it actually finally glowed away and got the retirement it deserves. Now, everyone <laughs> listening to this who knows me is going to be really surprised to hear me say that I agree with you, Tig, because I've seen it 500 times. There's nothing left to see. <laughs> You know, I would appreciate something new, you know, because (laughs) it's just it's too much of the same thing. I love it in my heart. I can hear the music and relive it in my memories, but I don't need to see it again. (laughs) Everything has its time and place. And I feel like the electrical parade has had its time and place. You know, they say cancel a show when people still love Mm -hmm. it. And it'll be beloved forever. But if you just keep dragging it out, at some point, people are just going to get upset. But anyway, (laughs) we can talk about that forever. Another great round of discussion. Thank you, everybody. We move on to our last question from Lynn. Okay. So what is one thing at Disneyland that reminds you of Walt? Now, obviously, there's probably a ton, but what is the the one thing? Yeah, I know. But the one thing that, that sticks out to you, what do you think, Eric? Well... Uh, yeah, there are so many things, but it, the first thing thing that came to my mind kind of stuck, and it's this that picture of Walt yeah. walking through the castle yeah. mm-hmm. onto the drawbridge alone. It's early in the morning. It's such a great picture, and the first time I ever went to Disneyland, mm-hmm. I saw the castle and went, that's it. That's the castle. That's the picture right there in front of me, and that was, that was impressive. It wasn't... Yeah. I mean, I'm a I'm a Disney Disney World guy. Uh-huh. I've been to I grew up at Disney World, and to go to Disneyland, I've heard some people say, "Oh, the castle's a lot smaller." But when when I saw it, that picture connected me to the park, and I immediately felt why people are so enamored with Disney. How old were you the yeah, first it, time you went to Disneyland? So Thirty six. Okay, yeah. So <laughs> yeah, well, see, that makes sense. To why you feel that way then, because. For me, and I'm sure Lynn would probably be on the same page with me, we're Disneyland people, so mm-hmm. we saw the castle first, then we saw that picture, you know? So yeah. we sort of had the opposite experience that you did. But right. that is yeah. a very Walt Disney part of the park. Definitely feel his presence there, for sure. Yeah, what uh, what 
kind of vibes with you, Chris? Okay, so I'm going to have to say the Disneyland Railroad, because that's sort of the yeah. Walt Disney's whole point of building Disneyland, is because he wanted to have his own life-size miniature railroad. <laughs> so that's what Disneyland yeah. became. And yeah. there's so many pictures you see of him at the controls of the train. He would drive the trains himself. On opening day, he was... You know, when they pulled into the station on the Dateline Disneyland special, he was driving the train with Mickey, uh, you know, a little Mickey stuffed animal with him. Mm -hmm. And um, I just always think of Uncle Walt at the reins of the train driving it. Like when I'm on it, I think, oh, Walt Disney's used to drive this train and, and you really feel connected to him. Chris, did you get to, when when the Disneyland Railroad was down a few years ago, did you get to climb into the engine? No, because um, they had... at the time I was living in Rhode Island and I didn't get to Disneyland oh. during that whole period where it was down. I missed that opportunity. But um, Okay. I did. Yeah, it was cool. That would be cool. I, I wish that I understand like safety reasons and yeah. all those things that you can't have somebody up there because it's already packed anyway. A lot of times like the firefighters like, yeah. sit off to the like there's there there's three of them i think usually yeah. up there in that tiny little space but uh yeah that's a great that's a great one i didn't even it's funny because you guys both picked eric you and chris both picked things that are very walt when when you talk mm -hmm. about them of course the first thing that comes to mind when i think of walt and disneyland is i think of the firehouse yeah. and i think of the lamp mm -hmm. in the window and for some reason that is the thing that says walt to me and uh, it reminds me of a story. Maybe one of these days I'll get him on this podcast. We had him on uh, DL Weekly, Walt? but um, there's, there's yeah, no, that would be amazing. We we had we had Walt on the Supreme Resort oh. uh, recently. Reanimator re uh, elixir or something? I don't know about. <laughs> I'm not sure how they got him, but it was quite interesting. That was uh, but, that um, was quite the uh, quite the the get for April first. Oh, yes. it was April Fools. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it sounded great though. But anyway, Philander, who's a who's a oh, guest yeah. relations cast member, he posted when there was the whole debacle, which actually is kind of funny because it relates to our logo for mm. the hub crawl, that on Coke Corner, there's that bulb that's <laughs> yes. you know, painted red yes. and white. And it was so funny because there was such a debacle when they replaced it. They didn't get a chance to paint the line down the middle or whatever. Oh, was yeah. Freaking out. yeah everything <laughs> was, it was all over and the internet. Social yep, media And Philander down. posted... <laughs> yep, Philander posted on his um, Instagram, you know, people would really freak out if if they realized that in the middle of the night they changed the bulb in Walt's lamp. <laughs> They'd even freak out more when was... they realized that lamp was never there when Walt Disney was alive. He had a lamp, but that's not the oh. one. <laughs> Chris, you're going to break I'm the sorry. internet again, man. You're going to break the internet again. <laughs> Which also reminds me of the fact that Teresa and I, when they did one of those auctions of things, we really had our our reality broken for us because some of the things that were available were like the stretching room mm -hmm. portraits. And for some reason, we always, for, up until that point, we thought, oh, the stretching room portraits are the original stretching room portraits. They've probably been refurbished, yeah. but those are the originals. No. And, and a tiki room bird and all this right. stuff. And I'm like, oh, everything I know is a lie because <laughs> everything that I think like Walt touched this is probably gone. Yeah. I don't know. It's it's very 
anyway, Lynn, <laughs> what, what's your what's your thing in Disneyland that reminds you of Walt as we have gone on this magical journey away from your question? That's fine. Um, I I always think the Enchanted Tiki Room for a couple of reasons because you know, audio animatronics, you know, it was the first show and. Mm-hmm. Um, It was just something that he was really excited about. It was a technology that he saw using in the future, and that was the beginning of of it. And so I always think of Walt. When I was there just uh, almost a month ago, Raleigh Crump had had died just the day before we went. Um, We were actually on our way down and when I found out. And so when we went on that, you know, I just thought of him too because, you know, he did a lot of the – Tiki gods on the in the garden and uh-huh. everything. So, anyways, yeah, this just a very Walt place. I think it's something that's special because it it's it's probably not the most popular thing to do in the park, but I'm I'm glad they still have it because it is it is a Walt thing. Well, I will say it is the only attraction in Disneyland that's called Walt Disney's da 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 ellipses right. enchanted tiki room. There's no other attraction in Disneyland with that moniker and the Mm -hmm. other thing is that um he um there's so much lore involving him and you see pictures of him with the baton you know clicking on wake up jose yeah you know he did that a few (laughs) times himself and there's pictures of it there's lots of pictures of him in the tiki room there's Mm -hmm. one of the funny one where he has his hand inside the mouth of one of the the chanting totem poles. Have you seen oh, that really? one? No. He's, he's, I have yeah, not. he's kind of <laughs> laughing and he put his hand in it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's definitely a Walt Disney attraction. And I will say about the popularity thing, I remember a time when it was a ghost town. And I think mm-hmm. that uh, if you wait long enough, things come back because there was a period where everybody, oh, that's old, that's out of date. But I think now there's a nostalgia factor to it that a lot of people are more into it now than they were, let's say, in the 80s and 90s. Um, do you, and do you also, also think that's okay. because of um, like the whole tiki? That's exactly what I was just going to say. That okay. whole tiki yeah. culture revival that's going mm-hmm. on nowadays, too, has a lot to do with it. Yeah. Right. I was shocked shocked we had alex from the backside of water on Uh dl weekly recently and i did not remember this but apparently he claims that there was a period of time that they almost closed the jungle cruise because it was unpopular and my brain cannot this is like (laughs) the teak this is like the paintings in the portrait gallery like what there was a time there was a dark time in the 80s especially i'd say the 80s was the worst of it where with the michael eisner wanting to get rid of all the stuff that was he saw as like teenagers weren't into it he was all about you know appeasing the teenager crowd and Getting and a lot of things fell victim to that, and fortunately, mm. it could have been worse because there were a lot of things on the chopping block. But a lot of Imagineers, like uh, Tony Baxter, sort of laid on the railroad tracks and said, "Over my dead body." And if it wasn't <laughs> yeah. for that, we would have lost a lot more. In fact, we almost lost the treehouse. But he convinced them to change it to Tarzan's treehouse. They were just going to demolish it completely. But then he convinced them to keep it because it could tie into a new IP. 
So they just rethemed it instead. That almost got taken out too for similar reasons. Yeah, he, he talked about that too, and I was I was just yeah. shocked that all of this happened and how things would be so uh-huh. different if we if people like Tony Baxter, yeah. didn't, you know, go to go to bat yeah. for those things. We'd have seven more roller coasters that were right. getting a little old looking and yeah. tied to properties that nobody Everything cares about. Everything would be and... Chippendales. Uh, what do they call it? <laughs> uh, Gadget coaster. <laughs> We'd have ten, ten of those. <laughs> yeah, right. Wow. Well, hey, that does it for this episode of the Hub Crawl. I think um, we'd like to thank our guests tonight. Where can people find you? What do you have to plug? Anything you want to talk about uh, as we we head out here, Lynn? <laughs> you've been here before, but where can people That's find fine. you? The Sweep Spot Podcast. You can find it wherever podcasts are found. If you're listening to this, then you know where to find podcasts. <laughs> right? <laughs> uh, we have a website, thesweepspot.com, and you can go on there and find links to everything. Oh, we also have our books, Cleaning the Kingdom. We have two volumes out. You can get those on Amazon, Kindle, and audio books now through Audible. Social media, Sweep Spot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Facebook, you're active over there. Yep, yep. Look at that. Chris is even uh, uh, plugging <laughs> you for you. <laughs> well, also, we want to thank Chris. Chris, thank you so much for coming on the show. We always like having new new voices uh, on the show, and uh, I appreciate you coming on. I will tell you, I'm going to plug for oh, you, okay. Chris, for a second. <laughs> I have, if, if I were to share my screen right now, you would see that on my bookmarks tab, right under my browser address bar, there is a link to disneychris.com oh, okay. because I love going to your website and I know you have a podcast mm-hmm. and all that, but I love the curated list of Disneyland mm-hmm. audio oh, yeah. that there is nowhere else on the internet that has as much Disneyland audio as your website. And it is so painstakingly and lovingly put together and cleaned up and everything. It is just the oh, best. Thank you. But where else can people well, find that you? that was one of my plugs, so you took care of that one for me. But I should say that recently I finished my Disneyland audio tour after nine years of working on it. I finished it, well, at the end of last year, but it will never be finished because I'll always be adding new things. But everything I had in my back catalog has been added. So I have about 20 new things I'm going to be adding soon, but they were things that came so what's next, DCA? Well, actually, what I'm working on right now is I am doing Song of the Year, and this is non-park Disney music. So I have from 1928 up till 2022, and it'll I'll be adding 23 when there's songs for 2023. But I have all the like heavy hitter songs of each year. And I rank them like winner, first runner up, second runner up honorable mention so each year has multiple songs from 1928 up till the present and um so it's a sort of a history lesson of you know disney and music like how music has changed from 1928 up until today so that's something i'm currently working on i i got everything up to the 90s done so far right now i'm working on the 90s and I, it's always been on my site, but I've expanded it. I used to just have one song for each year, but now I have multiple songs for each year. So that's my latest project. And when I finish that, I don't know what I'm going to do next. <laughs> but I also take a break for a few weeks. <laughs> yeah. Well, I also started a new uh, Twitch stream 
which is uh, a weekly thing I do every Monday night at 7 o'clock p.m. Eastern, 4 o'clock p.m. Pacific, and it's at uh, Disney Twitch TV slash Disney Chris underscore audio underscore fun. And we just sort of take requests and play songs from my website, be it Disneyland or stuff from the films or whatnot. And we just sort of geek out and chat in, you know, about Disney for three hours every week. And uh, also we um, always have a theme and the theme this coming Monday is Tomorrowland, the original Tomorrowland. So 1950s Tomorrowland will be the theme. So every week we have a theme. A couple of weeks ago, the theme was the 70s. So we listened to all the songs from the 70s for Disney. And so we have a lot of fun over there. And uh, this is taking forever. I'm sorry, guys. I'm almost done. (laughs) (laughs) I have two podcasts, Jiminy Crickets, which is at jcricketspodcast.blogspot.com. You can go there. You can go to any, you know, Apple Music and, you know, all the podcast places, like Lynn said. But if you want to see my whole back catalog, uh, I just released my 165th episode. You can go check it out over there. And it's that's all sort of historical content where we talk about the the classic Disney and things like that. And then my last podcast is on YouTube. It's a visual show, but I also post it on my regular. You can listen to it, too, on my regular podcast feed. It's called Jim, Dateline Jiminy Crickets, and it's more of a current events we talk about what's going on with Disney nowadays. We do fun little games like top 10 lists and things like we did on the Hub Crawl today. Those kind of little question and answer type trivia things and stuff like that. We have fun. So that's uh, over at Disney, Chris, D-O-T-C-O-M, spelled out, dot com at YouTube. That's my YouTube channel. You can check that out <laughs> over there. Okay, I'm done. Sorry for taking forever. <laughs> no, that's great. <laughs> all right well thanks everybody and listeners join us next time where we continue to talk all things disney thanks everybody 